0: Hey y'all, and welcome to the very first episode of Anything, Everything. Um, The drink of the day is just water with lemon for my Hydro Flask. <sighs> Let's dive in. I really fought, especially for this first episode, I really fought internally whether or not I should dive into the deep, dark, and heavy, or if I should just keep everything light and bubbly, but I figured if I didn't dive into the deep, dark, and heavy, I would be aiding ignorance in this country, and if I could educate one person just from this episode, um, that is one more voice added to the fight. So, without further ado, yes, I will be diving into the overruling of Roe v. Wade that happened almost a week ago. Um, It happened on Friday. So, if you don't know what that is, if you don't know why this ruling is so important, if you don't know why women and people with uteruses are in an uproar about this ruling, it is a 1973 Supreme Court case um, that in turn became a landmark case that protected a person, a pregnant person's liberty to have an abortion. And I know that abortion is such an iffy, iffy topic. It's such a um, it's not taboo, but it is such a controversial topic. Uh, mainly religion is to blame for that and also clo- just simply close-minded people. Um, with this overruling, there are going to be many women and girls that are dying, that, that will die from, from this decision. And there are so many children that will die from this decision as well. I had a slew of questions um, regarding this, the ruling of this case, to be quite frank with you. I have no idea why all of a sudden we're just like, oh, this is unconstitutional. We just got to overrule it. Quite frankly, it's a human right. <laughs> Okay, it's a human right. Okay, abortion is health care. Let's get that that straight. But I had a myriad of questions um, when this ruling came about. And this came about on Friday. And with it being on Friday and my next day off happened to be that Monday, I didn't really have time to process or grieve over the fact that I just lost rights to my own body. My sisters just lost right to their own body. So I sat, I contemplated, drank my tea and was like, well, I have a a whole bunch of questions for you government. So here they are. Um, First being, what are we gonna do about the formula shortage? I've never heard of a formula shortage, but here we are, 2022, I guess anything can happen. And here we are, we have a formula shortage okay, so for those mothers that choose not to breastfeed or maybe they can't breastfeed, what are we going to do about that? And when I dug a little deeper to see if there was truly anything being done about this problem, I found that there was a formula act that did not pass Senate a couple days prior. Did not pass Senate, a formula act, to... um. To bring formula back on to the shelves at our local stores. First of all, formula isn't cheap. Okay, that's the first thing. Second thing, you can't water down formula. The baby's going to get incredibly sick. It's not going to get all the nutrients and all that crap that it needs. Okay. So, my question is, if that failed, then what do you expect us to do? (laughs) Like, quite frankly... Um, and also for those who are breastfeeding, or who choose to breastfeed, can breastfeed, etc., um, are corporations, specifically big corporations, um, go, are they going to lax their lactation policies for those who, who are breastfeeding? Because it's absolutely ridiculous how many companies, like, have so many policies against lactation, against mothers who breastfeed choosing to pump in the office. Not really choosing, I mean, they really don't have a choice, especially if they're trying to feed their child. But, like, there's so many policies against it that it's, it's, mm, it's a little insane to me. And nine times out of ten, it's these companies that have these lactation policies put in place that do not offer paid maternity leave. That's another thing. Paid maternity leave and paternity leave. Let's not leave the fathers out now. Paid maternity and paternity leave. Those are things that we seriously need to look at as a country. Because let me tell you, I've seen, I've heard and I've seen mothers struggle while they're on maternity leave, you know, trying to regain themselves after the trauma that their bodies just went through. Um, delivering their precious bundle of joy. and it's not easy, especially if you're not being paid for it. So quite frankly, that's another thing. Also, the foster care system, what are we going to do about the children who are already here already alive? that are barely being cared for by social services. What are we where are we doing for them? Okay? And if you are a pro-life, Or if you're just simply pro-birth. Like, whatever. If you are... I'll just say this. If you are praising this ruling, are you a foster parent? Do you have your fostering license? Do you have your, your adoption license? No? Okay, that's what I fucking thought. So, you should probably get one of those. Before you sit here and you try to dictate what a potential mother can do with her body... Over a potential hypothetical, theoretical baby. Let's worry about the children that are already here on our soil, in our system, that don't have anywhere to go. Okay? Okay. Um. Along with this, the disproportionate disregard for colored mothers who have, like, who literally have... 33 percent higher chance of dying than a white mother like our black mothers our brown mothers like they die at such a higher rate than white mothers do there's no reason there's no there's absolutely no reason why sarah who is proud who is like sitting in bed enjoying her child happy as can be healthy as hell sitting in her bed enjoying her child and there's jasmine in the next bed who is fighting for her life okay and possibly may may not be able to live to see her child grow up to care for her child etc and if she has other children and they're probably gonna grow up to like hate their sibling or feel some type of way because then they're gonna be like oh you killed my mom she birthed you and you're the reason why she's dead that baby in and of itself is probably gonna feel some guilt the family members if the mother had any close was close to her family is probably gonna feel some type of way towards that child that child in turn is probably gonna grow up with a crap ton of mental health issues and more or less do something about them. Think about that. We and I mean the the high maternity mortality rate for um for mothers of color are it we've been saying it for years that we really need to care for them in the way that we care for our white mothers, but it seems like it, they like the requests just fall on deaf ears. And that's insane to me, but now they're forcing us to go ahead and just have a bunch of babies as if we need any more people on this planet when we really don't. But, of course, you can't sit there and have a chi- like a ban on procreation or whatever because um, that's <laughs> immoral, but all right. And they also just don't work. Um, oh, what else did I write? What else did I write? So, the one point that I was trying to make in the in, in the slew of everything was that school and mass shootings are the number one cause of death for children and teenagers. So, are we going to have any gun restriction? Now, I'm not, like, against guns. I'm like, oh, no, nobody should have a gun. You know what? I, I kind of am. I kind of am. Because, honestly, if you have that much beef with me that you're about to out here pull out a gun... No, bro, throw up your hands. Let's see what you can do then, okay? Um, because honestly, gun. they really wanna need guns, okay? But I'm not against your right to bear arms. I'm not against your right to go ahead and protect yourself. Absolutely not. However, there is no reason why it's so easy to get a gun, and there's no reason why it's so easy to have a military assault rifle. There's no reason why 18-year-olds should be out here having a gun. Easily may I say there's no reason why an 18 year old should have easy access to getting a gun um, If you look at the gun policies in other countries, I mean they go through extensive extensive um, evaluations to ensure that you are not a harm to yourself and you're not a harm to others for you to be able to purchase a weapon such as a gun I mean In America just can't get with it for some reason I mean I guess I guess we just love our guns so much I mean I I really don't know but if it's the number one leading cause of death for children and teenagers why would we not have a little bit more of a restriction on the on such things because it's really you're pro birth not pro life because none of these things are set in place I mean, just like what I was talking about with the breastfeeding and the formula and all that, there like acts that were passed in the Senate that um th- that failed in the Senate. So really don't even want to don't even want to freaking discuss it at this point. Um, but with this overruling comes a whole slew of emotions and I just want to take a second to let anybody who is feeling scared, angered, distraught, any negative I guess, emotion, um that is okay to feel that way. And I am right there with you. I see you, I hear you, I stand with you. We are in this fight together. This is not just one person's fight. This is Everyone with a uterus is fight, okay? This is um, any m- male who, I mean, you came from a woman or somebody with a uterus. I feel like all men should sit here and advocate for women's reproductive rights or people with uteruses' reproductive rights. Just because, I mean, it's the right thing to do.
1: Um,
0: but I, I see you. I hear you. I stand with you. I'm with you in this fight absolutely 110 percent um carrying on with the supreme court justices that overrule this um there is clarence thomas amy coney barrett and brett kavanaugh which obviously we already know a little bit about them with them being introduced in our yeah them being um, introduced into the Supreme Court um, under Trump's presidency. We all know a little bit about them. They're obviously avidly Republican, which is not a surprise there. Um, and then we have Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito. And I believe we do have one more Supreme Court ju- justice um, that overturned. But at the, at the moment, I can't think of his name. But I really want to focus on... Clarence Thomas at the moment. So, for Clarence Thomas, if you don't know, like I've already stated, he's a Supreme Court justice, um, and he is a black man married to a white woman. I will let you know why that is an important piece of information, um, here in a second. But he is one of the Supreme Court justices that is advocating for, um, us to overturn the landmark court cases that um, protect the liberty for birth control, and also um, gay marriage. So for these, he is advocating for the overturning of Griswold versus Connecticut, which is um, a Supreme Court case that is also a landmark court case that um, was ruled in 1965. So um, 1965, let's think about it. My grandparents were alive. My grandfather was five years old and my grandmother was 13. So quite frankly, yeah, um, not that long ago. Um, but anyways, it ruled that the constitution protects the liberty of married couples to buy and use contraceptives without government restriction. Um, and he wants to overturn that. Now, with that comes IVF, comes, like, or, like, the restriction of IVF or the banning of IVF, comes the restriction of birth control and possibly even condoms. Uh, so that's something that we really need to take seriously. That's something that we need to be on the lookout for, be on the alert about, and see, um, if the government is going to do anything about those things, considering that he does have a lot of influence with him being a Supreme Court justice, and it just may go through. Um, That's something that we really need to look at. And then, of course, the one thing that is extremely controversial for whatever reason, um, gay marriage, Um, when in reality it should just be marriage, but, you know, labels. Um, The LGBTQ plus community literally just got the right to marry their partners um in 2015 2015 okay so i was in eighth grade it's not that long ago if you like not even if you really sit there and think about it, like it really was not that long ago it was within the last 10 years so um but it's Obersfeld versus hodges um that ruling came about on june twenty sixth of 2015 and um, is the landmark civil rights case that SCOTUS ruled the fundamental right to marry is guaranteed to same-sex couples by both the Due Process Clause and the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. So these are... So basically, that one, I guess, would be a little bit harder to overturn just because, first of all, it's so recent. Second of all, it states that it's protected by Due Process and Equal Protection Clause. So... I guess we don't have to worry about that one for right now, at least. But, I mean, honestly, we always have to worry about if our neighbors, brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, friends, co-workers, etc. Can have the right to fucking love who they love. Because, let's be honest, we're, we're never going to hear the end of, It's wrong, da-da-da, it's not what God wanted, blah-blah-blah, but... Like I said, um, or maybe I haven't said it yet, but America is not a Christian nation in case anybody fucking forgot that. Like even our founding fathers weren't Christian. So quite frankly, um, F you. Um, but with me saying that Clarence Thomas is married to Virginia Thomas, who is a white woman comes The landmark court case that is loving versus virginia now this court case happened in 1967 that also became once again a landmark court case um where it states that laws banning interracial marriage violate the equal protection and due process clauses of the 14th amendment so same thing um whereas gay marriage is protected underneath the due process and equal protection clause um loving versus virginia i guess interracial like the banning of interracial marriage went against it so with the pattern that he is keeping up with i guess if you if he's speaking on overturning um gay marriage i mean and freaking birth control if you keeping up with this merit with um this pattern, you you're in favor of a returning Loving versus Virginia, right? No, okay then, yeah, crickets. That's all I have to say on him. Um, there is a petition that um is going around on the internet that is trying to get Clarence Thomas out of the Supreme Court, and as whether like it is extremely rare to get um a Supreme Court justice fucking impeached but um they're trying and they're trying hard so i signed the petition there i will have it linked somewhere um whether that be twitter instagram or even on any of my personal um social media pages But they are trying to get him impeached based on the fact that his wife, I guess, has something to do with the January 6th coup on the White House or something like that. I really don't know, but I find it absolutely hilarious that you, that he's speaking on overturning these things. But like, bro, you, your wife was literally part of the people that was trying to like literally overthrow the fucking government. So, (laughs) Just hilarious. But yes, there there is a petition to try to go ahead and get him impeached. So if you want the link to that, I will definitely link it somewhere. Um, moving on to people speaking on things. Um, if you've seen on Twitter, if you've um, been on Twitter, um, the Texas Senator John Cornwall has stated, um, well, he retweeted former President Barack Obama's tweet where Obama was basically denouncing the overruling of Roe v. Wade and saying that it's such a scary time for women in America when, I mean, let's be honest, it's always been scary for women in America, but I I applaud him for trying. And in response, um, Cornwyn said, now let's do Plessy versus Ferguson slash um, Brown versus the Board of Education. Now, of course we have heard these court cases before we've learned about them in school um but just a little refresh on w- memory and what these rulings actually were so plessy versus ferguson was a 1896 uh supreme court ruling that ruled that racial segregation laws did not violate the Constitution as long as the facilities for each race were equal in quality. And this is exactly where that whole separate but equal thing comes from. So I'm just going to read that again because this is what really got me. Racial segregation laws did not violate the Constitution as long as the facilities for each race were equal in quality. So, if you look at pictures of, you know, segregation or whatever, and you look at, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a water fountain, okay, and this is just an imagery vivid example. This is not exact, but their form of equality was basically white people get this nice porcelain gold-dusted water fountain, okay, And then black people get this wooden bucket with a pail, like, with, like, a little, with a tap, basically. And that's where they get their water. Like, that was their equal. Black people were never going to get the porcelain, um, gold-dusted water fountain that the white people got, okay? But that was, that was their version of, oh, it's equal. They both have water fountains one is clearly better than the other but okay um and then on the brown versus the board of education one we've learned a little bit about that in school if you can remember that um it, this court case lasted from um 1952 to 1954 so two years um And basically, this is where the Supreme Court said that the U.S. state laws establishing racial segregation in public schools are unconstitutional, even if segregated schools are otherwise inequality. So even if segregated schools are, once again, separate but equal, it's unconstitutional. Excuse me. 1952 and 1954 that was not that long ago once again literally less than 100 years ago and he was saying now let's do Plessy versus Ferguson versus Brown versus the Board of Education um I I took it as racist okay just blatantly straight up that's how I took it I took it as him being racist Some people are going to say, oh, he used those court cases because they're the ones that are well-known. Okay, he could have used one that was really well-known and used one, but, like, he used both of them. And both of them are directly dealing with race and segregation. So, I took that as he's blatantly fucking racist. His white hood is showing. And I know some people probably didn't take it like that, but when I looked at the comments on Twitter... And I was like, let me see who's dumbass decide, like, is agreeing with him. Nobody really agreed. Everybody was pretty much like, oh, well, you're not invited to the cookout or um, your white hood is showing. I know you're getting ready for a clan meeting, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, <laughs> there's plenty of people who thought the same thing as me. Like, wow, that's racist. And it coming from a Texas senator doesn't surprise me. Texas has always been one of those states that's kind of like, mm, if you go a little too far, I mean... <laughs> shit you sol you know what i mean i haven't heard anything about him being thrown out of office just yet but it wouldn't surprise me if somebody were to put something together to get him out um we're already at almost 30 minutes wow um With these landmark court cases, we absolutely have to fight for these rights, which is stupid because, like I said, they're right, not a privilege. Abortion is, is a right, not a privilege, even though it's being treated as the latter because abortion is healthcare. care. Um, all of these landmark court cases could easily be overturned if given the right power. And with me saying that right power, meaning with there being enough Christians in office to be like, yeah, Jesus would have wanted that, even though they don't know what the hell Jesus would have wanted because they don't fucking know him. Um, <laughs> and saying, oh yeah, we should just do that just because. Like I stated, America is not a Christian nation. Um, this is supposed to be the land. Like our founding fathers literally came to get away from, re- like, religion, essentially, and, like, to have various forms of religion or to f- for you to be able to follow whatever religion you believe in. But somehow, slowly, separation of church and state is, go- is like, becoming non-existent in America. And it amazes me. Um, our founding fathers were not Christian. They were like, they were kind of like basically in a mixed bunch because none of them, I, not all of them follow the same religion. Um, so for Christians to be out here making decisions for people based on their religion doesn't make any sense to me. You can do whatever the fuck you want with your body. That's fine. That is between you and if you follow a religion, whatever God you believe in, and if you don't follow a religion, that's between you and your conscience. But as for you to sit here and make decisions for me based on your religion, when I don't follow that religion, crazy. Insane. And that's where, that's, I honestly, that's where I think it all boils down to, along with the fact that, um, Racism is really American. Like, of course there's racism everywhere, but, like, there's no... There is no country that is, like, blatantly racist and not afraid to show it like America. So, <laughs> a little bit of racism. A little bit of, you know... um can't think of the freaking word for it. But, um, a little bit lax on religious freedom, like... I don't even, like I said, (laughs) whatever you choose to do with your body is fine. That's, that's you. Okay, that's up to you and yourself and whatever God you believe in if you believe in one. But for you to make the decision for me and my body based on your religion, yeah, that's dead. That makes no sense. So, I guess I shall end this with, If you are a man and you have the ability to speak up, if you were educated by this episode and you feel a little bit empowered now to go ahead and speak up for your sisters, nieces, aunts, your mothers, whatever the case may be, your friends, co-workers, and you feel like you should speak up. And you feel like you want to use your male privilege, which I'm going to say that I'm going to say male privilege because let's be honest, even if you aren't a white male, you're still a male. So you still have some kind of privilege over top of women. If you are a male and you feel a little bit more empowered and a little bit more educated to speak on this topic and to give um, another voice to this fight, absolutely do it. Do your own research. Figure out what. You know, like listen to your sisters, nieces, aunts, mothers, etc. On this topic. Because this is really happening to them. And for those that this directly affects. Please give your personal testimonies. Please if you've like. It can even be anonymous. Honestly. Give your personal testimonies. Show them that this is not right. That this is, like, the ruling of banning abortion is unconstitutional in and of itself. And that this, we cannot stand for this. This cannot be America. This cannot be the future. I've always wanted a daughter. And now I'm scared to even have a daughter because of the state of the world that we're in. I'm scared for my sister. Now, my sister is way younger than me, but I am extremely scared for her sake what this country has come to, what this country is going to come to. This does not just affect women, because this is going to affect all. If they over have overturned Roe v. Wade so easily, look up other landmark court cases that are just as, if not easier, to overturn. Please stay safe, do your research, sign petitions, go to protests, donate to Planned Parenthood, donate to abortion funds. Be a voice in this fight. And for those of you who are sickened, shocked, horrified by this decision, I see you and I hear you and I stand with you And this is not the end. This is not the last time that they're going to see us in an uproar about this. We are going to get this overturned. We are going to get this fixed. Absolutely, 110%. Um, That's all I have to say on this for right now. But don't think that I can be easily silenced because... I cannot, along with my sisters who stand with me in solidarity against this ruling. We will not be silenced and we will not go without a fight. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. (sighs) Stay safe, stay hydrated. And if like this is a safe space, if anybody ever needs to talk. Reach out to somebody. Reach out to a friend, a family member, co-worker, whatever the case may be. Reach out. This is a very scary time, I know. But this is not the time to lose your shit. This is the time to keep it together and fight on. And to know that tomorrow is another day. Another fight. And we will keep on until this gets reversed. And I will not stop. Until it gets reversed and we will not stop until it gets reversed. <sighs> I think I've already said thank you for listening. I can't ever shut up, but thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, this was supposed to be, you know, I was not planning on going this deep, dark into today's episode, but I feel like it, it was necessary Um, so thank you. I hope you all have an amazing evening. Um, stay safe out there and I will see you guys next week.